Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Three Old Matzo Balls Talk Sports. This is Matzo Ball Mike along with my colleagues Matzo Ball Brian and Drew. To those that are returning, welcome back. And to those of you that are first-time listeners, where the hell have you been? <laughs> so uh, at any rate, how's it going there, guys? Awesome. Awesome, Mike. Good to, good to hear. Brian? I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm looking forward to the podcast. Good to I don't have good. I don't have to worry about the Dodgers. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. Uh, before we get started on on uh, what's on each of your minds that you want to chat about a little bit today, uh, I want to play a quick game with you guys. Uh, the name of the game is Over Under, and uh, and I know you guys are familiar with that uh, with the Over Under in terms of uh, the context of our uh, Vegas trips over the last several decades. And this is a this game is similar to that. So what I'm going to do is. I am going to uh, post a number. Um, I will then tell you the scenario around which that, that number relates to. And then each of you tell me um, whether you feel that that the actual number is gonna be over or under the number that I post. So you with me on that? Sure. Yeah. Is okay. it gonna be like the number of times I have to get up in the middle of the night to pee? Uh, that number is at two. <laughs> I'll, I'll go over on that. <laughs> I think it's right on it. Drew, what's the answer? All right. Uh, it could be, sometimes it's two, sometimes Brian is right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the number you want to jot down is, uh, is the number um, 25. All right. Okay. Now here's the scenario. Uh, this has to do with uh, Anthony Davis of the Lakers. Um, the number is 25 in terms of how many games before he's injured and out for an extended period of time. Drew, you taking the over or under on this? Uh, over. He'll go out for an extended period. I think he'll make 25 games before he does. Brian? I'm going to go under, actually. Interesting. Okay. Uh, any particular reason why you're thinking under? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going under as well, but go ahead. It's just history tells me that he's never made 25 straight games. Yeah. So uh, I, look at, he's been banged up his whole career. I don't know why he wouldn't change now. So Drew, I uh, appreciate your, your, uh, your, your confidence and your hope. Um, I'm with Brian on this one. Okay. Now you guys, think, you guys don't think he's Cal Ripken or anything like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one, this is one uh, B. Okay. So this one, the, the, the number is, is, is 20. And, and the scenario is, we know it's not a question of if, but when that AD goes down and out. Um, this is the over under the numbers 20 in terms of how many games he's going to miss. Brian? Boy, that's a tough one. Um, so that's 62 games. Uh, is it an 81 or 82 game season? I can't remember. 82. 82. So 62 games. I I'm going to go... Uh, I think he'll miss more. I'm going to go over. Okay, Drew. So, Mike, I need clarification. Is that total games missed during the year or an extended period where he's out and then he can come back and miss more? No, it, it, it's due to the first event. So, assuming that he, first, that he, go, yes. First event under. I think he'll be more, I think he'll miss more during the year, but for one event, I'm going under. Okay. Wow. You are the eternal optimist. Uh, just well, you know what? Hold, hold on. I, I'm going to agree with you. I thought you meant total 
total no. of games. No, you're dude, saying dude. an extended period, 20 straight games. Yeah, from one event, from one injury. Yeah, yeah. I'll go under on that as well. Okay, we got both of you at under. I'm going to say over. Uh, last year, he missed 39 games. And again, I don't know whether that was due to uh, one particular event or not. Uh, I've lost track with the, with the you know, fragile goods there. Okay, we're going to stick with the NBA on the next one. Okay, the number that you want to know is 50. Okay, and this is a team that's kind of random, but but uh, they're they're on my radar as a potential uh, um, spoiler and a potential surprise this year. So so this has to do with the number of regular season wins for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The over under number I'm giving you is fifty. Drew. Uh, under. Okay. Any particular reason or just uh, just a feeling? Uh, do they still have LeBron? Because if the answer is no, I'm going under. Okay. Brian. I actually like the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they're a pretty good team. Um, so I'm actually going to. Okay. So 50 puts them at, if it's on the number, right? Um, right. Or over. So fit, that puts them at 51 and, and 31. I, 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 I can see them going 52 wins. I'm going to go over. Okay. I'm going over also. Vegas has them just for the record at 47.5 as of today. And last season, they won 44 games during the regular season. And Brian, I like you think that they are uh, at least seven games. Well, let's just say seven games better than they were last year. What, what's okay. amazing before we go on is, there will actually be a winner between the three of us, which never happens. So either Drew's going to win or <laughs> you, you or I are going to win, which somehow I don't know if we could figure out a way where we all lose, but if there was a way that would happen. That, that's possible. I want you guys to know 49, yeah. I get 49, right? Cause I said under that's, that's a record of 49 and 33 or a winning percentage of 597, essentially a 600 winning percentage. That'd be pretty damn good. So we'll see. Sure. That would yeah. be very good. Okay, yeah. we're sticking with the NBA on this next one. There's only one more after this. So the number to post is 35. Okay, and uh, I'm referring to the total regular season wins for our Los Angeles Lakers. Drew. Wow. 35. Oh, yeah. God, they're terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. 41 and 41 is 500. And they're 0 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, seriously. So there's 70, there's 79 games left. So are they going to win basically 35 of 79, uh, 36 out of 79 games? Yeah. Now that's still, that's still losing more than winning over the remainder. Uh, I'm going to say that, uh, I look at their roster and, and boy, does it stink. So I'm going to say under. And you're shaking your head. So this is an audio podcast, but I see Drew shaking his head. I got to go under also because, uh, and I'm shaking my head because I'm ashamed and, yeah. and it's a miserable existence right now compared to the esteemed Laker franchise and brand that we're familiar with. Brian, what say you? I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, the, the Lakers are horrible, horrible. So I'm going to go with under. I, I can't believe they're not going to win 35 games, but I don't see how they're going to win 35 games. They're an absolute 
mess and I don't see it getting any better. So we're all on the same side of this. And here's the sad truth is let's say that we quote unquote lose uh, and they win 37 games. It means that they still suck. <laughs> They're still mediocre. Yeah. Oh well, here's the thing. They're 0-3 and they're completely healthy. So if AD goes down like you guys think in that limit, then then I don't even see how they could come close to that amount. Okay. So the last uh the last uh question in our over-under uh lightning round today, I'm switching to the NFL. Um, the number you want to post is 10. And the scenario is the number of regular season wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Under, I don't even have to think about it. They, they're a train wreck under. If you guys go over, I'll be shocked. Okay, so hold on. So there's 10 games left, we know. There are three and four, we know. So uh, so if they win, you know, uh, so what? So they have to go six. Basically, they would go six. six. four. Six. Six and four in the six remaining. Six and four. Brian is saying uh, unequivocally, before I could even complete the sentence, just about under. Uh, Drew, what say you? Uh, let me tell you, man, they would not be playing very good at limbo right now because they couldn't get under that. Yeah, they'll be under for sure. I I got to go along with under as well. And, and just to let you guys know, um, I actually bet the under when we were in, uh, when we were in Vegas, believe it or not, the number posted in Vegas was 11.5. So I'm not going to say it's a lock, but I think I'm feeling pretty confident about that bet right now. Yeah. Well, well it's sad because, and we, we need to move on. I, I don't like when you see a superstar and Tom Brady is a superstar and people are going to say he's also the goat when it comes to quarterbacks. And I can't argue that. I don't like to see him go out the way he's going out because he, he's been phenomenal. So regardless of the fact that I'm not a New England fan or a Tampa Bay fan, I don't like to see a guy like that go out the way he's going yeah. out. You, nobody wants to see Willie Mays in a Mets uniform or Michael Jordan in a Wizards uniform. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. So the, the, so the game, the, this game is officially over. Really quickly, you guys, I was reading something online today. This hey, dude, is who just won, Who won the game? Oh God, I'm so old. I forgot. We haven't had the results yet. <laughs> <laughs> So I read something online today and it was from some obscure, you know, like newsletter I'd never heard of in terms of the 25 top uh, hitters of all time, major league baseball hitters of all time. And I saw something interesting. You guys may know the answer, but who was the first national league player to hit 500 home runs? Either one of you want to take a guess at this and don't, you have to look in the camera because I don't want you looking online and, and cheating. So I, I know the answer to that. Okay. I think I do. Go. Melot. You were such a friggin' legend. I, I did not know that. Brian, did you know that? Seriously. No, I would not Five, have gone with Melot. 511. 511. Drew, you you are you are my idol when Thank it comes you, to this. Thanks um, for setting the bar so low, but I appreciate <laughs> it. So who won? Uh, there were two ballplayers in history that won the Triple Crown twice. Drew, uh, I'm going to stick with Drew. Can you name both of them, Drew? Uh, okay. Yeah. No. Uh, Rogers Hornsby and, uh, Lou Gehrig. Uh, Hornsby is correct. Lou Gehrig is not, uh, hey. Brian, who is I, the, who is the I, other player to win the triple crown twice? I do not know. Um, I was going to say Ted Williams, but that's it. Know. Oh, really? So just be quiet while you're ahead. That was it. Very <laughs> good. 
That was outstanding. Good work, boys. You did you did not disappoint. I said there's I said between Brian and Drew and their knowledge of baseball history, both those guys are going to come up with at least, you know, one of the two players. So that was awesome. So, uh, Drew, I want to start with you um, in terms of uh, what's on you, you know, what's been taxing your uh, your feeble brain, (laughs) your feeble sports brain this past week. What do you want? What do you want to talk about today? Accent on feeble. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we started talking about basketball. Basketball season is launched, and this is always a fun time, I think, to revisit the GOAT debate. And I'm always amused at when you watch it on ESPN or any of these, these sports talk shows that it seems like the conversation is always between Jordan and LeBron as the GOAT. Like, there's nobody else in the conversation and like basketball only started in the 1980s. So I'm gonna offer my own little view as to the GOAT. And I don't think either of you two guys will be surprised when I say, in my opinion, the GOAT is without a doubt. Now I know we can have legitimate debate, but I'm gonna go with uh, Uncle Wilty, the Big Dipper, Ursa Major, Wilt Norman Chamberlain as the GOAT. And, and here's why, we all know 100 points, and 55 rebounds. Everybody knows those two numbers. And they've become so ingrained in us that they actually start not to mean anything. Like you can't even conceive of it. So you won't be surprised. I did a little homework today. Last night's NBA games, I think of all of the teams that played, and it was a pretty decent slate for a Monday night. There was only one team, team, that got more than 55 rebounds in the game. Most teams got 49 rebounds, 45 rebounds. So his one game on himself was more than most teams get in a game. But but I'm gonna go a little bit more than that. We know that he scored hundred points in a game. 11 times in basketball history, someone has scored 70 or more. He's got six of the 11. Otherwise, you got Kobe with his 81. You got David Robinson, David Thompson, um, Elgin Baylor, and ironically, Devin Booker put up 70 points in a game. Here's what blows me away. There's been 80 60-point games in the history of the NBA. 80 times. That's it in, in, in the history of the NBA. Kobe is second with six games of 60 points or more. That's phenomenal. Jordan is next with five games of 60 points or more. Phenomenal. Uncle Wilty, 32 times. He's got 40% of all 60-point games, 32 times. In fact, he has six times where he has 62 points, <laughs> which is more than Jordan ever scored over 60. Um, but I'm going to give you one that's, that's now the best. We all talk about triple doubles. There's only one time in the history of basketball that there was a quintuple quintuple double quintuple double in a game against uh, in a game in 1968 on March 18th 1968 Will Chamberlain had 53 points 32 rebounds now I could just stop there and say 53-32 I don't think there's too many guys with a 50-30 game 53 points 32 rebounds 14 assists, 11 steals, and 24 block shots. So <laughs> there you go, a quintuple double. Look, Wilt's the greatest scorer in NBA history. 
um, the most dominant scorer. He's the greatest rebounder and he's the greatest shot blocker. So um, I'm going to stop now. My goat is Wilt. And, and I just laugh when I hear about Jordan and LeBron. Those guys are great, phenomenal. I take nothing away from them. But uh, who would any general manager take in their prime as the first draft choice? Uncle Wilty. All right, that's my goat. All right, let me, let me kind of piggyback on that. Um, I actually, and you already know this, Drew, I, I feel that Wilt is certainly in that conversation and quite frankly could be the GOAT. What I don't understand and never have understood is why Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is not in that conversation. I, I totally agree. Totally I, agree. I get Michael Jordan. I get LeBron James. Um, I understand what they've done. And I realize that the younger generation is going to look to Michael Jordan and LeBron James as well. Um, I, on the other hand, don't grasp. You can't go ahead and fault Wilt and or Kareem for the generation or the era that they played in. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, they changed the damn rule for him in college. Uh, they had a no dunk rule. And for Wilt, by the way, they changed the key. They widened it. Right. Um, Kareem goes into the NBA and he, by far, if you asked anyone, name the one shot that can't be stopped, it would be the sky hook. Yep. As I said, is the all-time leading scorer. If I'm not mistaken, he's got six NBA titles. Uh, I do not know, and I did not do homework, much like my high school days, um, <laughs> how many MVPs that he has. But I do know this, and having some basketball knowledge, if I had to bet my life or your life or my bank account, which isn't much, and I had to have one guy take the last shot in the game, it wouldn't be Michael who's going to take a fall away. It wouldn't be LeBron who's going to take a fall away. Um, it might be Wilt because he's going to put it, you know, he's going to slam it, I believe. But at the same time, I know that Kareem is going to get his sky hook from 15 feet away. It's a 50% shot and no one is going to stop it. It's just a question of whether or not it's going to go in. But he's going to take the same shot he's been taking all game. Whereas these other guys are going to take a fall away jumper. You've seen it. So, I do agree with you that uh, I think if I had to go with Wilt and or Kareem, I'd probably go with Wilt because Wilt was by far the most dominant player of that era and no one else has matched it. I can't help that he's not playing today. It's not my fault. It's not his fault. The fact he's dead, but um, it's, it goes along. I was thinking about this and not to change topics. I thought about this Babe Ruth's most dominant player to have played uh, because of what he did during his era. But it's very similar to Wilt. Wilt put yeah. up numbers that that are not to be matched. And don't tell me he played against a bunch of has-beens. He played against NBA players who were there at the time. Um, because I can tell you right now, 60 years from now, there's going to be another GOAT because he'll be more current. The younger generation will be more uh, aware of what he's doing. And we won't be talking about Michael or LeBron. But I yeah. think had anyone seen Wilt and or Kareem, just the fact that they need to be in that conversation, uh, I think they're missing out. I think they're missing out on a treat to see those two guys play. So I don't fault like you, Drew, anyone that says it's LeBron and or Michael, but man, they're missing out on watching two really, yeah. really 
phenomenal and once in a generation type player. Yeah, I, there's probably very few people alive today that ever saw Wilt play live. I mean, he's, you know, he hasn't played since 1969 or I mean, rather 1973 was his last year. So there's nobody's seen him. You're right. They're, they're 1A and 1B. Pick your poison. E? I, uh, so I agree with you guys. I, I, I do have a slight tilt uh, towards uh, Kareem. And it's interesting because you guys have seen this. In fact, I think it was one of you that sent this to me, which was great film footage of none other than Wilt Chamberlain blocking a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhook, right? Yeah. Um, Wilt's the only one that ever blocked Kareem's The only skyhook. one that ever blocked one. So let me, let me, I mean, Wilt was, has to be considered certainly 1A, 1B, in my opinion as well. Um, it just kills me. And I know if Wilt was alive, he would, he would um, scald players like Anthony Davis and any other player who's six eleven or seven feet or taller, who basically has low single digit rebounds in a basketball game, because all three of us know that he would consider that to be a complete and utter disgrace and, and would have no problems calling that player a pussy to their face. Agreed. Um, so in terms of what I think, Brian, you might've been, it was either, well, obviously it was either you or Drew that said, uh, we can't understand why Kareem doesn't seem to get the recognition that we all of us think that he deserves uh, as far as the not of being the greatest of all time. I think one of the reasons, unfortunately, you guys, we know it's not a popularity contest, but Kareem doesn't have that quote unquote likability quotient, right? That Michael Jordan and that some of these other players, you know, considered the greatest of all time. Um undeservedly in my opinion you know uh you know have so so there's that he's always been kind of an edgy guy he's always been pretty you know camera shy and 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 you know and not a not a self-promoter to say the least so I think that's one of the reasons unfortunately why he doesn't get the the recognition all three of us uh thinks uh think that he deserves well so, I think it Mike, yeah. I'll, and I'll let you come back to it. I think part of the reason is we look at the bigs and say, well, they should be scoring that much. You know, Wilt should be dominating. Kareem should be dominating. Yeah. And they don't have the kind of flash <laughs> that a Michael Jordan has or a LeBron James has. So I think that's part of it as well. Yeah. And if you want to talk about championships, guys, uh, in terms of Kareem, let's not stop with the resume in terms of how many NBA championships he won. How many national championships did he win as a Bruin? And I believe he was also a national champion in high school, wasn't he? Didn't he state, win? A, yeah, he was state yeah. champion. And I don't think there's any argument as to who was the greatest college player to ever play the game. Um, it's yeah. it's got to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. with, with the record yeah. and what he's done. Kareem is number one, and and <clears throat> Bill Walton is easily number two, without a doubt, in college. And you know, you guys can all people, you know, again could say, oh well, Michael won a championship, and what about Christian Leitner? And it's like. Please, Kareem's one and Walton's two, and it's not even close after that. So one of the things that one of the most common things that all human beings suffer from is something called recency bias, right? And all of us yep. know what that is. And I think that we have uh, a severe case of recency bias to your both of your points here, uh, because people uh, are too lazy to go back and to look at the, the highlights of the careers of Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And I would dare any of the younger viewers, millennials, you know, whatever you wanna call yourselves to go back and really do your due diligence and homework and then come back and, uh, and, and not 
say that these guys, you know, legitimately um, are the greatest of all time, or at least are at least in the, in the argument. So uh, anyway, to move on, Brian, um, again, to our listeners, we, we are on a, on a, on a budget in terms of how much time we have to record our podcasts. So Brian, <laughs> uh, what, what's on your mind, buddy? What, what, what do you, what do you want to talk about tonight? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you what I want to talk about. And, and Drew, you need to confirm this because I talked to my people at the office today who I'm in fantasy football with, because these bastards got more freaking rules on how to make trades. You know, I try to, I try to trade for a guy and I said, look, I'll offer you two rounds at the golf club I belong to. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you my quarterback. You give me your quarterback plus two rounds. And the commissioner says, no, 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 we can't have outside influences. And Drew, you remember this, and I'm not going to name names. I won't do that. I think we were about 25, 26. I had Dan Marino as my quarterback. I went ahead. You were working with Nick in your law office. You weren't there that long. And I turned around, and I believe Nick wanted uh, Dan Marino. And I said, I will trade you Dan Marino, but I have to have a date with your secretary. And if you're not, not with his secretary, and if I'm not mistaken, he put her on the phone and I went out with her that Friday night and I gave Nick Dan Marino. That's how you trade. And that's how you do business. And I want everyone in my office to listen to that because you freaking yutzes have no clue how to have fun with this. That's what's on my mind. You know, the only, the only thing the listening audience wants to know is if you stripped her. Hey, 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 I am a gentleman. And yeah. I gentleman never tells. There's no, there's no piss and tell here. But the only reason that I didn't quite remember that is because you went out with both Nick's secretary and mine. So I didn't, I didn't remember whether it was my secretary or Nick's secretary that you were doing it. But you went out with both of them. But I, I will say this: it's called fantasy football for a reason. There's a lot of fantasy involved. Now maybe that had something to do with who you were dating. Maybe I don't know. But in any event. There's, there really shouldn't be too many rules. You should offer anything you want. Brian, you want to take me out to your club? You can have anybody off my team. I don't give a shit. I got Joe Burrow starting a quarterback. You can have him if I get a couple rounds at your club. He already has him. I do have Joe Burrow, but I was willing to give him up. I wanted to get Allen, but I'm telling you, we got 47 different rules and I'm going, this is not how you trade. Now, again, I'm too old and I'm happily married for the other, you know, what I did when I was 25 years old, but there are other avenues and these guys yeah. don't get it. Yes. You, you could, you don't need a date with somebody now, but there's other things that you can have. <laughs> right. Well, so, but I wanted Drew to clarify that because I don't think anyone would believe me. So all I got to no. say is, is that what this podcast proves is that when you ask Brian Tesser, what's on your mind, what's on his mind, be ready to fasten your seatbelts, people. <laughs> that, that was awesome. That was very unexpected, by the way, because that was not uh, that particular topic was not in any of our any of our prep text messages to each other. <laughs> well, you can tell it's it's pissing me off. I can't get what yeah. I want out of these guys. Yeah, so in the limited time, go ahead, good Drew. for that league. You're too good for that league. Well, I am in first place, by the way. God knows how, but I am. Me too. Undefeated. Thank you. Thank you, Alex Wolf, who told me. (laughs) Drew. Drew. Start Joe Burrow. Drew, stop your pandering. (laughs) Stop your brown nosing. Okay. So with the time that we have left, which isn't a lot, um, we also, uh, you know, World Series thoughts. We're about ready to ready to go here in the series. And for those of you that listened to last podcast, you know, I drew the analogy of, you know, caring to the point of saying, which would you rather prefer, you know, syphilis or gonorrhea? 
just for the record, Brian, Brian said gonorrhea. But anyway, so having, what are your thoughts? Having had both, yes, I know. Yes. So what are your thoughts about the World Series? Uh, let's start with Brian. What, what, uh, what do you think? You know what, Mike, it's interesting you say that because I, I'm rooting for the Phillies. Um, but to be honest with you, had the Dodgers made it there, I would have rooted to play Houston. Um, yeah. Or the Yankees. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for the Phillies, uh, but uh, only because, you know, of what uh, has transpired with Houston, uh, with the cheating. So I, I kind of like to see the Phillies win it. One other thing, and you know, I'm not that guy that, you know, the Padres lost. And I'm not going to sit there and wail on the Padres. They beat us fair and square. And it's funny how people, when the Dodgers lose, what happens? They're, all these other fans are all over us. Padres lost to uh, whoever. If the Padres would have won, I would have been fine with that. I could care less. Yeah. So, Drew, let, Drew, Drew, let me let me just, if I can just pipe in here. Um, you can pipe in anytime. I, I, I agree. Um, I'm rooting for the Phillies hard. A uh, couple reasons. One is that if our team, if the Dodgers – uh, or another team that I that I favor in another sport is not, you know, in the World Series or the Super Bowl or whatever. I, I tend to to root for the underdog, and and what I love about the I just love the Phillies story this year because again, you know, bust the Buster Olneys of the worlds and the Stephen A. Smiths and all of the experts in terms of you know their forecasts and who was going to do what and who was going to go to the World Series. I don't know of one single quote unquote expert that mentioned the Phil, even mentioned the Phillies as a, as a contender. And if I'm not mistaken, they didn't, they fire their manager, something like 50 games into the season. Yeah. Right? Joe Girardi. Joe they Girardi fired, fired. They're fired their manager. And I also love Bryce Harper <laughs> who, you know, came back from a pretty significant injury and so forth. And, and, and how he's performed in the postseason, which is, you know, total, you know, a, 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 at the MVP level, so I just like everything about the Philly story, and I, I, I'm, I'm rooting for them big time. Drew? Yeah. Uh, look, you, you make a really good point about them being just a serious underdog that no one could have fathomed. Um, to me, whether they were the underdog or the overdog or the top dog, uh, I friggin' hate the Houston Astros. They are, they are <laughs> cheaters from 2017, and uh, although they are a damn, damn good baseball team, God, I hope they do not win the world championship. And it's hard for me to imagine rooting for a Philly team because I'm not a big Philly sports fan, but boy, uh, beat the Astros. Amen. So listen, um, let's, uh, what do we want to tempt our, our, uh, our foreseeable future listeners with in terms of uh, thoughts you guys have about uh, topics to discuss for a future podcast? We had talked about, you know, we wanted to try to get the Laker woes and, and, and our opinions and thoughts about uh, Russell Westbrook and that situation. Um, that certainly will be something that, you know, will come up in the next podcast or two. Uh, what else, what else is on your guys' minds that you'd like to uh, like to, to talk about? Uh, the trade deadline for Brian's fantasy football and what the rules are in connection with that. I'd like to really go into that next week. Well, I, you know <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am I am 100% into that. As fact, now I have an attorney to back me up, and Drew, you will back this up. The date that I had with that young lady, on a scale of one to ten, she was she was close to that top number. Yeah. Well, I thought you weren't going to kiss and tell, so let's we we won't go. 
that because that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's actually I, that's actually extended content podcast. That's <laughs> that we have to leave more than more than thirty minutes for. But Brian, real quickly, what what other sports related topics would you like to talk about in the upcoming weeks? <laughs> You know what I'd like to get into a little bit more? I'd really like to get into um, some college football. Uh, okay. And obviously we're SC people, but, I, you know, I just kind of like to take a look at what's what's transpiring now with the NIL. And we talked a little bit about that before in the portal, because you're starting to see guys uh, who have verbally committed to big time programs. They decommit because, all of a sudden they're getting better offers, better yeah. NIL offers. And I think it's going to be real interesting. And, and I think what's going to happen with college football, and that's why I want to talk about it. I think that you're going to start to see about 15 to 20 teams be the, uh, be in a position to potentially win a national championship. Whereas right now, I think it's, it's really limited, but with NIL money, I think you're going to start to see that gap, um, widen a little bit to where more and more teams will have a shot at it because they've got the money. Like I said earlier, the Texas schools, the Florida schools. So I think that's a good topic to talk about and kind of where you see college football down in the, uh, in the next 25 to 30 years. I like that. Plus we've got, Beautiful. you know, plus we've got the, um, the uh, championship series seedings are starting to come out, right? In terms of right. the, the projections, I think is that if that's not already happened, it's going to be happening here, you know, this week, or early next week. So we can also throw in our two cents worth about, uh, you know, our thoughts about, um, you know, the, who, 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 uh, who the champion might be in the, uh, this season. Drew, anything else that you want to want to bring up uh, in the future, in the foreseeable future, buddy? No, we'll just kind of, Go with the flow and see what's in the news. So hey, one quick thing, Mike, can I wish my mom a happy 91st birthday? It was October 21st and uh, she's 91 years young. Happy birthday, sir. Ha happy birthday, mom, surrogate mom. We all love you. So yep. uh, with that being said, uh, remember, guys, the most important thing is that our opinions matter because we're always right. <laughs> Correct. Goodbye, everybody. Good night.